must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Staff Meeting Podcast. I'm Ed. And I'm Claudia. And hi guys. How are you today? I assume you're all great. You're all gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Everyone is beautiful. And everything is awesome. Despite everything in the world not being awesome. Absolutely correct. But that's okay. Because you're awesome. (gasps) Your daily words of encouragement coming from Claudia and Ed. So good. Hi, Pika. Hi, Pika. Hi, buddy. Pika's eating his food. He's stuffing his face. Little fat boy. I seen you. He's cute. It's okay. Yes, he is. So, how are you today? I'm good. I've just been lazy and gloomy because it's been raining the past week in Florida. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you can't trust Florida with anything. We can't do weather at all. Now it's sunny. Literally, okay, so I came over to Ed's place, what, like an hour ago, and it was raining. It's been like a monsoon all day, and yeah. now it's just, it's nice and sunny. Florida. And, and it's going to be clear throughout the rest of the night also. They were like, oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, weather was like, oh, it's like 10% chance of rain at like 8 p.m., and I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> See, I I always hate when um I look at the weather and it says... 80% chance of rain. I look outside and it's raining. Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm like that no, it's 100% chance because of rain. Because it's raining. It is currently raining. Yeah. They're completely completely off base. That's my rant about the weather. <laughs> my rant about the weather is I like the rain when I'm inside an area where I'm not in the rain. Yeah, ditto. When I'm in my car. No, actually no, I no, hate not the, in the rain car. when I'm in my car. When I when I'm in my house and it's like a lazy day. Oh, yeah. That's oh, the best God. time. I got out of bed today at, like, 4. <laughs> I wish. Oh, my God. It's 6 o'clock now. Like, I've been out of bed for two hours. I've been awake. Just, I didn't want to move because I, I I got up and then I looked out the window. It was pouring. So, I'm like, ah, I'm not going anywhere. It makes me super lazy. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it makes you, it makes me super, like, and I, I want to go out and do things. But at the same time, no. Not with this rain. No, because then it's just a big old pain in the butt. Yep. So why bother? Yep, yep, yep. It is nice, though, because it it hasn't, it's, since it's been raining, it has been balls deep hot. Oh my god, it has been, yeah. Because, like, when it's not raining, it's like the fucking sun is in the vicinity of Florida, like, within a mile (laughs) of Florida. It is that hot. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Except, well, it's funny, because... You either get, like, the gloomy days where it's raining and the rain's really cold. I like that. And then you get the unbearable heat. I'd rather the the rain versus the unbearable heat. Yeah. Well, what have you been listening to as of late? Um, actually, I will say, last time I went to the gym, I was listening to your mix. Hey. And I was at the gym, and I'm like, this is a really great, really hey. great gym workout mix. So I Thank am you. excited and pumped. But I am sad that they took off your other mixes that you put on YouTube. Well, uh, wait. Are the other ones down? Well, last well last time I went to the gym was like a week ago. Oh. I mean, I worked out today, but I worked out at home because it was raining. I so. think on YouTube I have... 
I listened to the Dread Boy Suite. Hey. Yay. I am currently working on a new one, a new mix. Um, I'm in the, the planning phase. So I'm just kind of listening to a bunch of tracks, uh, writing them down. Mm-hmm. And then once I have all the tracks I, I want to use, then I'll listen to them all 76 more times and see where I can weave them in and out. No, yeah, 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 of course. You want to find the perfect area to kind of make that magic happen. Yes. So currently on YouTube, I have two mixes. On SoundCloud, I believe I have four. Yeah. Like you have, I have yeah. three or four. Um, I can always give a quick check. But, yeah, I do have four completed mixes, although three of them have been uploaded. Another one hasn't. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten around to it. And now I'm not sure I can. My, my video game one, because my other computer, where we originally started the podcast and, and most of my mix work, that computer's long dead. Yeah. And I can't... I don't have those backups for that. So... Uh, but... That means the video game mix is just for me. Hmm. And I'm working on a new one anyway. So yeah, so. That's okay. And then the new one's going to be better. Such is the nature of a... Even a if effect. you... Yeah, you have to stick it on SoundCloud because you can't stick it on YouTube, though. Well, most of them I can. Most of them you- I mean, Granted, every mix has has uh, copyright music anyway. Yeah, that's true. But when I get the music... Um, normally, I check for the copyrights. I see if um, if the artist lets people just use them. Yeah. Which every time I've done them, except for one of them, um, I can like one of them, one of them on SoundCloud, which is uh, Bright Line Spectrum. Which if you guys, if you guys actually want to go check it out, uh, just go on SoundCloud or YouTube and look up Dreadboy, uh, D R E D dash B O Y, because yeah, because boy. boy, also because Ed. Who is me <laughs> and dread because I have dreads. Mm-hmm. So many levels, so many levels. But um, one of them, Brightline Spectrum, is on SoundCloud. That one is not on YouTube because there's a Daft Punk song in there. Yeah, and Daft Punk, and they flagged they're, it. They're okay with it. Person, like they'd be fine with it. It's their their label. The labels, the ones that that uh, police that stuff pretty hard. Yeah. But that mix is on SoundCloud. And that one's actually. That one might actually be my best one so far. I listen to that really mix. Good. I love that mix. It's it's a really good. great mix. So I'm making I'm working on a new one. Um, I have to think of a clever name for it. Other than Ed's mixes, I've been listening to I've been listening to a lot of uh, J metal and J rock. I love you. They're oh God, it's so good, so good. Like. I've just been going on a binge, Spotify listening binge. Like, I listen to recommended artists, and I'm like, oh, here we go. I always love that stuff. Uh, so. Let me see here. Uh, oh, okay. So, when I, I guess to answer my, my half of that question, I've listened to a lot of uh, a lot of drum and bass stuff recently because mm-hmm. I'm working on the mix. Yeah, makes sense. Um, aside from that, I go... When I'm working on other stuff, when I, the, for the for the wood burning or stuff, I do my relaxing playlist, which is mainly jazz. Yeah. And then I also have a metal playlist that I, I go back to every now and then. But mainly it's been the, the jazz and, and drum and bass stuff. Nice. Just because just they're interesting. Yeah. And they're, they're it's one of those things where I can just kind of turn my brain off and 
oh, do what yeah, I'm doing yeah, and yeah. have the music playing. No. Which is great. No, it's great for me to listen to things like, um, like drum and bass or like trap music that isn't super intense. Yeah. Like just to put on in the background, like if I'm studying or anything like that or reading a book. Because anything with lyrics, I can't. I'll just yeah, that gets uh, it gets a little distracting. With a with a human voice in it or a human sounding voice, if we're gonna say like vocaloids exist and the song has a vocaloid or whatever, I can't mm-hmm. because if not, like it's very distracting. It's really distracting for me. Um, one other thing that I've been listening to, which is the perfect segue, Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, I've been listening to quite a bit of Jimi Hendrix. He and segued that's into who it, guys. We are going to be the best segue. That's <laughs> who we're going to be talking about today. Yay! Now, everyone knows Jimi Hendrix. If you don't, what are you doing? Like, how do you not? Know? How do you? How do you live? Like, like you, you know Jimi Hendrix. You, you know. Don't don't say you don't. I know you do. I'm gonna say this, and then after after we finish recording, I'm gonna text my sister and be like, "Do you know who Jimi Hendrix is?" And she's and if she says no, I'm gonna be like, "Okay, well, you need to know." If she says no, just respond, "Yes, you do." Yes, you do. You do know him. Everyone knows. So, he was born under the name Johnny Allen Hendrix. I have James here, James yeah, Marshall. Yeah, that, that one too. The thing is, it says uh, James Marshall, Jimmy in uh, in mm-hmm. quotes. James Marshall Hendrix, when he was born, born Johnny, Johnny Allen, Allen yeah. uh, in November 27th, 1942. Oh, my goodness. That is a while ago. World War II was still time. a thing. He, he Actually, you know what? He's one of those people who died at 27. There's a lot of artists who died at the yeah, age of 27. Yeah, he, he was one of the few who started the 27 Club. Which, the other one was Brian Jones and James yes, Joplin. Which is just... I wonder why. Yep. That makes me worried. We're musicians, but I'm only 22. Yeah, but they were all insanely addicted to drugs, too. Well, I'm not so. on that, but I am insane. So, so. <laughs> there's that. Uh, one thing that people... Well, there's several things that people probably didn't know, because not a lot of people look into it, which that's kind of our job, because we're a bunch of nerds. Mm-hmm. So, it's funny. A lot of musicians I know started playing as teenagers, or as kids. I started as a kid, yeah. I started as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> he started uh, playing guitar at 15. Kind of basic age for guitar players to start. You yep. know, start getting really serious. That's at that point you want to start a band. You want to learn these cool songs. And just to take a jab at guitar players, that's kind of the mental age that they stay at. Ha 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 I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm a drummer. I don't care. I'm sorry. Sorry, guitar players. <laughs> I'm nice. I'm not mean. I'm a, I'm a dick. That's fine. So, yeah, he was uh, born in 1942, which, goodness gracious, in Seattle, Washington. Yep. Which, huh? Hey, he shares that with... police coming back. Not with Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain's from Aberdeen. But That's right. They're from both Aberdeen, from the yeah. state of Washington, and they both are part of the 27 Club. That's true. So, so if you look up... Um, the genre for Jimi Hendrix, you'll get, you know, you'll get rock, you'll get hard rock, you'll get blues. Psychedelic uh, rock. Especially psychedelic rock. You get R&B in there for some reason. Yeah, he started off as, before he really got into, um, into, well, we'll talk about that, into his group, The Experience. Yeah. Um, so he, in, in, uh, in 1961, so... 
He was 19, if my math is right. Yeah, he was 19. At 19, he enlisted in the army. Yeah, after dropping out of high school, right? Yeah. Yes, he he dropped out of high school for one, and then he got... The thing is, what got him into the military, so he actually... His dad was in the military. Well, there was that, and then law enforcement had actually caught him riding in stolen cars. Yeah. Like, twice. Yep, yep, yep. So they kind of gave him a choice. You can either spend time in prison or join the army. Mm -hmm. So he went with the the army. He did that in uh, 1961. So he was not a good soldier. No. Oh, but we didn't talk about... I found this story that one of his teachers, when he was in elementary school... That she tried raising money for him to um, to get a guitar. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because she found that he carried a broom uh, a lot like how one would carry a guitar, like not in a guitar case. Huh. And she, and it wasn't a teacher, it was a social worker. And he would like hold that broom like a fucking security blanket, like. Like, like you know, little kids, like, they always hold on. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a blanket or not, they always have something they hold on to. And that broom is something he held on to a lot. Hmm. So she tried getting the school to fund um, some funds to get him a guitar to get him into music. And it failed. He never really got the guitar until, obviously, he was 15. And he got his first guitar when he was for $5. Oh, wow. $5. That'll get you a crappy sandwich. And his first song he learned was a song called Peter Gunn. Yes. Which was the theme for a TV show that I didn't know existed because I wasn't alive at that time, so I didn't know. To be fair, neither were our parents, or at least my mom. No, my parents weren't. And when he started guitar, it was still four years before my mom was born, so. Aha! There we go. Um, So, while in the military... He, uh, I just had it and I lost it. He, uh, he had been training as a paratrooper. Mm-hmm. He was very, very unhappy. He was assigned to the, uh, 101st Airborne Division and was stationed in, uh, Fort Campbell in Kentucky. Yep. Which, I didn't know that. So, yeah, he was very, very, very unhappy. Uh, you know, you get kind of overworked and there's a lot of infighting. Yep. So he would send letters home asking uh, asking his parents... To send him the guitar. Like, please send me my guitar because I need it. Yeah. And then, you know, his obsession with it kind of... It, it led to a lot of neglect for his duties, which, you know, got him in a lot of trouble. Uh, a couple of fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would... Uh, the other people in the army, they would actually take his guitar and hide it. And yeah. Would, like, panic. Yeah. Those so, dicks. Fuck yeah, those was, guys. That was really not cool. Uh, uh, Joke's on you, haha. He became a rock star. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I know. They fucked up. They fucked up. So another um, another serviceman named Billy Cox found him playing... Like, he heard him playing guitar, and he described it as... He said it was a combination of Johnny Lee Hooker and Beethoven. What a... F- what a... What a combination. Like, like to come up to the top of his head, like two completely different separate artists that was that was some nuts so he found when he, when he heard hendrix playing he decided you know let's 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 jam yep so he's so they made a, a loosely organized band called the casuals yep 
What a name. I know, casual, right? Casual playing a band of, called The Casuals. Also, Cox played bass guitar. Yes, he when did. He jammed out with them, so. So, he, since Hendrix did, you know, he did so much focusing on his on his guitar and not his actual stuff, he got in a lot of trouble for it. They kind of labeled him as an unqualified marksman. He got caught napping a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he failed to report for bed checks. Like, he had no interest in the army whatsoever. Until to the point they, where his yeah. uh, his platoon sergeant said, I feel the military service will benefit if he is dis- discharged as soon as possible. Yeah, like, that goes against the popular story that everyone's like, oh, Jimi Hendrix broke his ankle. And like, he no. was honorably... Di- no, he was he honorably... Dis- he was discharged because... It was honorable discharge, obviously, but it was just because he wasn't suitable for a, the military. Just a really crappy soldier. He was not suitable. Whatsoever. So that was in 1962. That was in early 1962 that he yes. was discharged. So about a year and a half later in September of 63, um, Cox was discharged from the army and him and Hendricks moved to Clarksville, Tennessee, and they formed the band called the King Casuals, so which is they went from the casuals, casuals to the spelled King. With a K, casual. Mind oh, yeah, no, you. Super cool. Super cool. The double K. Don't put an extra K no, in there. Please that, don't. Hendrix, that, obviously that becomes black. Bad. We don't know. We don't want that. No. But uh, he kind of, he off of that, he developed his style because there was another man named Butch Snipes mm-hmm. that, that Hendrix had seen playing with his teeth. So he's like, oh man, you know what? I'm going to learn I'm, how to do I'm that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he... Uh, his style, he gets very much associated with playing with his teeth, uh, playing behind his back, that kind of thing. So he also, just kind of had to go through it. Yeah, he, it was like that thing of, he was also very technically, he was, he when he was learning the guitar when he was younger, he was like a sponge for the learning. Like mm-hmm. he always wanted to get tips from local guitarists who were obviously better than him. He listened so much to all the the blues musicians of the time, like Muddy Waters, B.B. King, Helen Wolfe, and obviously Robert Johnson. So Hendrix was kind of unique in that way that he, even like as he was getting older into his adult life, because you don't find that a lot with people. Some people aren't sponges for learning and some are. Yeah. So he was definitely unique in that way that he was always kind of paying attention and looking around for these new things and thinking, oh, that's cool. I'm going to do it. So in in 1964, he um, he was actually recommended from a associate, a former associate of Joe Trex or Joe Tex. I can't read. Uh, Ronnie Isley. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've played. I think I've played one of their songs before because he's no, you know those of are the, the Isley, Isley brothers. brothers. Yeah. So Hendrix actually became the guitarist for the Isley Brothers backup band, uh, the IB Specials. And he did that for a while. I think he would periodically play with them, uh, even while doing his own thing. Kind of like a session gig. Which, that stuff's cool. I love the Isley Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, God, there's a... Um, one specific one I want to do uh, an example of. So, this one that is playing now, and I'll, I'll shut up in just a moment. This is Climbing Up the Ladder. This is an Isley Brothers song, and it is damn good. <laughs> so... Enjoy this one. Well, I'm climbing up the ladder. Okay, so... 
on top of him meeting the Isley Brothers, he basically started becoming a gigging session musician. And we're going to fast forward a little bit to get to what most people know him for. But in those first recordings that he did as a session musician, it was mainly like R&B work and stuff like that. And he got kind of tired of it because it was kind of boring to him. He wasn't doing what he wanted to do. So by May in 1966, he was already kind of getting tired by the R&B circuit, you know, mm-hmm. all that jazz. He actually met Keith Richards' girlfriend in a club. Yes. And she invited him over for a drink, and they became really good friends. And she recommended him to uh, the Rolling Stones manager, Andrew Long Oldham at the time, and producer Seymour Stein. Yes. But they rejected him. Which was rude. Which is rude. And she referred him to another person, Chaz Chandler, uh, a member of the Animals at the time, but he mm-hmm. was leaving. And he was interested. He was leaving because he wanted to manage musical artists instead. So he saw, Chandler saw him, and the song he saw him perform was Hey Joe, which yes. most people know, and convinced that he could create Hendrix into being like a big star. So he brought him to London in September of 1966, and he signed him to a management contract with him and the other, the ex-Animals manager, Michael Jeffrey. And now, going in from 1966, uh, in September of that year, that's when they formed the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Yeah, he moved to London. Yes, it was. Uh, they formed it in, in Westminster. Yeah. So... You had Jimi Hendrix, you had uh, for bassist and backing vocals, you had Noel Redding and Mitch Mitchell for the drummer, which is a awful name. Come on, yeah, it's not that bad. Your first name there's, is your last there's, name. There's burst. I mean, yeah, there's plenty worse, but that's not, it's not great. <laughs> so, yeah, they had that. Yeah, he recruited them. I know Noel Redding is a guitarist mm-hmm. who ended up playing bass for the experience, mm-hmm. and it's pretty funny, the story that... Hendrix liked the fact that Redding knew about blues music, but then he also l- really liked his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you're going to be in a band, you got to have really great hair, right? This is true. Actually, here's a here's a fun little backstory. Uh, back in, in high school when we were in Drumline, one of the pep rallies that we did, I, I was one of the one of the snares, and, and Claudia was the bass. Hello. Always bass. Hmm. Uh, so the sneers, we had a thing where we put on, we had headbands of the corresponding colors for the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I had Donatello, and this is back when I had, you know, my uh, budding little afro. And everyone had, like, solid color headbands, but my purple headband was a tie-dye one. Oh, yes, I remember. So it was straight up Jimi Hendrix. It was emulating it because you were starting to grow out your fro a little mm-hmm. bit at that time. Yeah. It was a, my baby fro. But yeah, so that kind of thing, it, it, that's when all of this started coming about. And here's the thing, and I didn't even realize it until I, I started looking into it. The Jimi Hendrix experience, they only worked, like, they only did stuff for four years. Yeah. They didn't so they have started a long in 1966, time. and they were done by 1970 because that's when Hendrix died. Mm-hmm. But also, even before Hendrix died, they kind of broke up. Hendrix was yeah, doing his... They, they basically were over at that point. Hendrix just went off, and he was planning on doing his own solo work, and then he died. But within those four years, they did three studio albums, which yep. is 
no uh, no small feat by any means. Not to mention that even though uh, their last album, which was Electric Ladyland, which was the one that hit number one. Yeah, that was. But that was all three of them are all yeah. All, all three of them were amazing. All three of those albums are really great, like essential albums of listening. Absolutely. And um, the first two, uh, Are You Experienced and Axis Bold of Love, those were in the same year. Yep. Which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. No time. No time to relax sitting down. Literally not. Which none. is probably why he got into drugs, honestly, to keep yourself running and going, mm-hmm. which is sad. So, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get into the drugs in just a sec, but in, if you look up pictures of Jimi Hendrix, you'll always see the one with, um, with him kneeling in front of the guitar that's on fire. Yeah, that was the Monterey Pop Festival. That was in 1967. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was some kid, like a 17-year-old kid who took that picture just because he had that, that vantage point. Mm-hmm. Became one of the most popular pictures in all of music history. Yep. So... Good for that kid. Well, yeah. It. Also, that was um, that was also Hendrix's first foray into the American audiences. Yes. Because in he was big in London because he was he was very big in the UK. Like he was on those shows, those variety shows where they would bring people on, like play music every now and then. Led Zeppelin did that too, and yes. and Who obviously did it did it as well. And he was him and his band were super huge over there, but Americans didn't know about them. He, they didn't know about him until he came over and they did they he was a headliner at the monterey pop festival yes he was and um that basically skyrocketed his his like fame and his music and his music here in the states see now one of because their early performances like people some of the big like the heavyweights had gone to see his shows yep so McCartney did, Paul McCartney did, Brian Paul, Jones did. So we had the Beatles, they'd seen it, the Rolling Stones had seen it, Jeff Beck had seen it, yep. Eric Clapton. Uh, and they Pete all Townsend said they were the Yeah, they were all like Jimi Hendrix is the real deal. Like he is the like, shit. For real. For real. So at a point um which the, the the part that everyone knows like this drugs. Don't don't do drugs, guys. Mm-hmm. Drugs are drugs are bad. Don't well, before we get on to the drugs, I mean, we can't not mention that he was the headliner of Woodstock. This is true. He was the big guy. Played on the last day. My uncle saw him. Oh, did he? Yeah, my uncle went to Woodstock. Oh, man. That's dope. And he got... Actually, he was backed up in traffic, and he got there in time to watch um, uh, Hendrix's performance on the last day. Nice. So he said that was really great. And an interesting tidbit I learned. I realized this when I was in one of my classes in school or whatever. And uh, that basically everyone knows his rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. But we all know the Vietnam War was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. And everyone at Woodstock didn't like the Vietnam War. Mm-mm. Nope. No way. In Hendrix's, Hendrix's rendition, if you really take a close listen to it, those parts in between the main melody of the Star Spangled Banner, they sound like bombs dropping or mines exploding or gunshot fire for yep. a reason because it's a giant protest song against the war that's there happening. And then later on after Woodstock in 1970, before his death, he headlined the Isle of Wight Festival, mm-hmm. which also had the Who playing as a headliner as well. Right we are. 
But, um, yeah, so his, uh, his drug use, it actually, it didn't start with drugs. It started with, um, alcohol, with alcohol. So he, after he was discharged from the army, he, uh, he went in to see live music. He, you know, he stopped for a drink. He had $400 that he had saved. So he went in with $400 and he walked out with 12. Oh God. Yeah. Considering drinks back then weren't as expensive as they are today either. Like he just, they they went nuts. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. He well, yeah, about twelve, sixteen dollars. But so he uh, he was never he was never violent, really. He was only violent on when he was yeah. He really only got violent when he drank heavy or when he mixed the drugs with drinking. Yeah, he wasn't like a fun drinker. Nope. Because, uh, yeah, there's a quote here from one of his friends that said, um, you wouldn't expect somebody with that kind of love to be that violent. He just couldn't drink. He simply turned into a bastard. Yeah, it was it was not okay. Mm-hmm. So he kind of did, uh, he did, I mean, he, he smoked weed, which, he, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, nothing that. Wrong with that. He did LSD. And amphetamines and occasionally coke. Well, the amphetamines and the coke are like, bad yeah, like I, yeah but if he's gonna record two studio albums in one year that's what's gonna keep him going this is true which is the shitty part very much so don't do drugs kids don't and do if you do it. do them safely but don't don't tell us about it don't tell us about it do it know. safely don't get caught okay. <laughs> addiction is a sickness and it's that not it fun to deal with so so, yeah, uh, he, he'd gotten in, in a bit of trouble for doing that. Now, mm-hmm. when he... See, the thing is, that whole thing, that led to him dying at 27. Yeah. So, the way he died is that he ended up... Uh, he OD'd and he uh, choked, choked on, on his, his puke. Yeah. And then he There's died. There's a lot of rock stars who died that way. A lot of rock stars who died that way. Mm-hmm. I know John Bonham of Led Zeppelin was that way. He asphyxiated also. Keith Moon basically asphyxiated also. Both drummers, <laughs> funny yep. enough. Uh, Janis Joplin didn't. No, she she OD'd on heroin, mm-hmm. I think. And Jim Morrison. So this is why yeah. you don't do that. Don't do that. But yeah, that's that's how he had died. So, he, yeah, he died in 1970. Very, very bad. Yeah, it was a mix of barbiturates, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was pretty pretty gnarly. That sucks. That's really bad. That it was. Although, well, later on, because a lot of people would would go on to say that Jimi Hendrix was probably one of the greatest instrumentalists in the history of rock music. Yeah. Yes, Yes. Pretty pretty universal yes. Like, yes. <laughs> if you don't agree with that, what are you doing? Like, if you don't agree, you're wrong. That's obviously. His family has done a really good job at keeping his music alive. Like, mm-hmm. um, like releasing uh, tapes and recordings of things that he was working on before he died also. Yeah. And they're in pretty good shape. So yeah, they are. They've kept his legacy pretty alive pretty well, I yeah, think, at did. least. So some of the... Um, some of the things that that you'll, you know, people that listen to rock, the, a lot of things come from from Jimi Hendrix, and and some of the most notable things that he does, 
you had the heavy distortion, you had the wah pedals, which was always fun. Mm-hmm. So there's a there was an article in in Guitar Player magazine in uh, 2012. So I'm gonna I'm gonna quote this here. It says he changed everything. Uh, what don't we owe Jimi Hendrix? So for his monumental rebooting of guitar culture, standards of tone, uh, technique, gear, signal processing, rhythm playing, soloing, stage presence, uh, chord voicings, charisma, fashion, and composition, he's mm-hmm. he's the guitar hero number one. Yeah. Which I can agree with. Absolutely. Well, if you think about like guitar gods. He is a guitar god. He is like one of the if if not one of the if not the first person that comes to mind when you think Mm -hmm. real like guitar god rock star so there you know some uh, some of the artists that he's influenced just aside from everyone some notable ones you get prince john uh, frusciante john frusciante who was in uh, chili peppers uh eddie hazel from funkadelic ernie isley from the isley brothers Mm -hmm. which is great hell even Marilyn Manson, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Kirk Hammett from Metallica, Joe Satriani, Frank Zappa, David Bowie. If you uh, want to talk about jazz, Crimson. Miles Davis loved Hendrix. Yeah. Coltrane uh, loved Hendrix. Ingve Malmsteen. Yeah. So everyone, everyone takes influence from him. Everyone, everyone really likes him. Mm-hmm. That's always some really, really cool stuff. Oh, there's even a, they have a commemorative postage stamps. Of Jimi Hendrix. Really? In yeah. his state? I, I think it's just around. That's awesome. US, yeah, the United States Postal Service. That's, they issued that's a commemorative really awesome. Yeah, because I know they, they put a statue in Seattle. Yes, yes, they did. Of him. So, but I didn't know that. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And then um, last year, in August of 2016, he got uh, inducted into the R&B Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Which, awesome. He was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1992. Yes, he was. And the UK Music Hall of Fame in 2005. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of, bunch, bunch, bunch of stuff. A lot yeah. of people who are very heavily influenced by him. And it's really cool. Oh my goodness. is great. Fun fact. Huh. Jimi Hendrix, his residence in London, which is at 23 Book- Brook Street, um, is right next door to George Hundles. George That's Friedrich right. Hundles. He lived right next to where Hundle lived. So... Which is nuts. Which is a fun coincidence. <laughs> they have... Okay, so he has three albums that were released while he was alive. One that was recorded live. And then his posthumous albums, so the ones after he died, he has, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, seven, eleven, twelve. 11, 12. So he had a lot of content he was still working on. Yeah. So like we mentioned... Like the most recent posthumous album was from 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how? And I didn't even mention, like, at Woodstock, he wasn't with the experience. Yeah, he wasn't. It, w- it was just him performing. Just doing he, I mean, he had, a, he had a band playing with him, obviously, mm-hmm. but, like, it wasn't his normal band. So they had already broken up at that point, and he had spent months working on his own material. Yeah. So. it's While, while he was doing um that, the Woodstock one, so he was supposed to go on for midnight on the Sunday, Drew. Yeah. Like, that's what his thing was. Yeah. Uh, so he he said that he preferred to wait and then close the show in the morning. Yeah. So he took the stage around 8 a.m. on Monday. And by the time of his set, because drugs, <laughs> he 
He had been awake for more than three days, which I've done several. Times I think most people. I think most people at that festival were awake for more than three days because that Probably. festival was like that festival was three days long, if yep. I'm correct. But then you have all the traveling and stuff and. And drugs. And one, it was a bitch for musicians to get in oh, at that. They had to helicopter them in, mm-hmm. like. Which is so nuts. everyone was backed up in the first place. So, the fact that Hendrix was like, "Oh, I'll just play in the morning." It was a three and a half day festival. Yep. So as soon as he finished that set, like he walked off stage and then collapsed. And that was like, just from pure exhaustion. Yeah. Which is crazy. He went hard. Yeah. He really did. Let's see here. So many so many influencing things well, he's done. If we're going to talk about um, like lists, how much of an influence he has, Rolling Stone put his three albums with the experience. Like, they're in the top 500 greatest albums of mm-hmm. all time. And that's, you know, it's Rolling Stone's own personal yeah. like thing that they've printed. They ranked him as the number one guitarist, which that is also down to your personal preference. But there is a reason why they put him there, basically. Yeah. It makes it makes perfect sense. But yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, long and short. That's Jimi Hendrix for you guys. He is delightful. We started the episode with uh, with uh, all along the watchtower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll finish it with the solo from it. Near the end of the song, because But it's let's really give good. some recommended song listenings for people who don't really... Haven't really been exposed to him. Oh, yeah, We yeah. mentioned Hey Joe earlier. Yes. Um, Fire. Yes. Is another great one. That's a great um, one. Purple Haze. Everyone Always knows Purple, Purple Haze. Haze. Always Purple Haze. Um, Hold on. We're pulling up a list. Uh, Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child, obviously... Um, Crosstown Traffic. Yes. I'm really partial to uh, Bold as Love from Access Bold as Love. Yeah. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. I like Spanish Castle Magic also. Castle's made of sand. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many good ones. So many good songs. Let's, Let's see, from Are You Experienced? Are you, The title song, Are You Experienced, is yeah, a really great third trippy... Third Stone from the Sun. Yeah, Third Stone from one. the Sun's a great instrumental track. Foxy Lady. Everyone knows Foxy Lady. You have to. <laughs> uh, the Wind Cries Mary is another good one to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are... I love that song. I know. It's They're such so a good, good song. So those are the ones you guys want to... You guys want to check out just listen to all three albums just go do it like you won't regret it like real talk to finish these albums it'll take you like three hours yeah each album is about each album is about less than an hour yeah like are you experienced is is 40 minutes long yeah um oh okay well electric ladyland is the longest one that one's 75 minutes okay so a little little bit over an hour but axis bold as love is 39 minutes. Yeah, so... It'll take you less than three hours to do all of them. Just to binge on some Hendrix. It's like... It's not... Three hours is not a long time. Just go do it. Just do it. It's great. It's great. And you'll be expanding your horizons. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's pretty much it for today's episode. 
Yay! Yeah, we did it. We did it. Yeah. We always land on the same. La hicimos. We did it. Straight Dora. Straight Dora the Explorer, right? Excuse me. So, until the next one, I'm going to be. Well, what are you going to be working on? What are we going to be doing until the next one? Um, I'm finishing up my summer semester. Yay. Literally in a week. I only have a week left. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. And then I guess after that, it's really nothing. You know, I'm free. Freedom. So I'm free to work. I'm going to be doing a bunch of... Uh, You're recording, aren't you, right? Uh, yeah. We are doing recording. I have to do... Uh, a bit of my woodworking, which I love to do anyway. Yay. I got. I'm working on another Dreadboy mix. Um, if you guys want to ask questions to us or send any feedback or any requests or want to say hello, uh, there's a couple of ways to do it. You can either uh, leave a message on SoundCloud. You can do it on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is uh, the staff meeting. Or is it the staff meeting podcast? Oh, no. Staff meeting podcast. I don't even know anymore. Wait, no, okay. the on Facebook page is the staff meeting. But and the Gmail has staff yes. meeting podcast. So if you guys want to email us, that is the staff meeting podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the staff meeting podcast at gmail.com. Please talk to us. Please? It's fun. We're nice. I don't have friends. <laughs> We're good at people. You know how to people. So that, that's, uh, that's how you can contact us. Uh, so that's. More or less it. We will be doing... Uh, I'm going to be doing a a kind of shorter episode. Of, it'll be kind of a mini-episode We can meet on. up to do a, mini- a mini-sode. Like a we can do that. I'm also going to do a, a short one with uh, my brother since he's in town. Yeah. We're going to do... Uh, I'm going to interview him on Led Zeppelin because he loves Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, They're the best classic rock band. Yeah. A little so bias there. But... <laughs> So that's gonna be that's coming down the woodworks. We're gonna uh, get on that fairly Fun soon. Fun fact: my aim name Zeppi Six One One was because of oh, how really? big of a Led Zeppelin fan Zeppie. I was in middle school. Oh God, Zeppi! I cringe, but it's fine. It's good, okay. Good cringe. We all had cringy things. Oh yeah. But that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best. I love you. Good, good, good gracious! You guys are so pretty. <laughs> Oh, it's so gorgeous. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And, uh, bye-bye. Bye.